Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This is Racing Lines. Vicent's Formula One betting show with the English racing expert, Mikhail Miranda. Here is Wes Reynolds. Welcome into Racing Lines. Wes Reynolds along with Mikhail Miranda. We are going to preview the Austrian Grand Prix this week. And after this weekend, we will be officially halfway done with the 2022 Formula One season. But before we get into the Austrian Grand Prix, we got to recap what happened at Silverstone. A lot of things to get to uh, to recap that race. Uh, Really some great racing in the late stages, even though Carlos Sainz, had pulled away from second, third, and fourth. Carlos Sainz, by the way, gets his first ever win in Formula One, gets Ferrari back in victory lane. But we just had a a hell of a race there for second, third, and fourth between Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton. Charles Leclerc, by the way, Sergio Perez, second on the podium. Lewis Hamilton, third on the podium. Uh, Mikhail, go ahead and get us up to speed how Carlos Sainz finally got in victory lane for the first time. Oh, that was uh, a very, very interesting race to see back in my home Grand Prix. And it's good to see that we actually had a Briton on the podium. So I was so excited. I was actually screaming at my TV. Everything was going so crazy. So uh, a couple of things to talk about. Uh, Ferrari have some things to improve on. One major thing, team orders. We know that team orders are a major, major part of the sport. Uh, we've seen it with Red Bull consistently, but Ferrari seem to have this always put one of their drivers in a very unpleasant mood. And this time, it was actually Charles Leclerc who was in a very unpleasant mood because they gave the go-ahead for both of them to fight. And we saw Carlos Sainz had the better car, had the better pace, even had the better tie strategies. Uh, so... Carlos Sainz takes his first maiden victory, and I'm so excited for him. This is the second Spaniard to ever get a victory here. So, it's very excited to see this. Uh, the F- Ferrari fumbling 
Tiring strategies again, and their reasoning is so bizarre. They said that they did this because they were the only team with two cars in the top five for contention for points. I'm like, that's not really a reason. You can't do that. Like, give both your team drivers the actual exact same things. But hey, we know team orders are a major, major blunder. Uh, but the major thing to do talk about, to highlight, is... Zhou Guan Yu, thankfully, he has escaped a very, very horrific crash that happened on lap one. Right into the corner, we saw Pierre Gassi and again to the inside of George Russell and Zhou Guan Yu. And apparently, uh, the car just flipped over, went scraping across the tarmac into the gravel trap and bounced over right behind the tire barriers. We saw George Russell get out of the car, rush to Zhou, get the marshals on to help. And it was, it was very scary to see this. Thankfully, he's all okay. Same with Alexander Albon. He actually was caught up in this little crash that went on. He was taken to the medical bay as well and was cleared later on during the day. But it is so um, nice to see that both these drivers are all right. But uh, Wes, I want you to give me your, your take on this. Mercedes, finally back. Do you think they have reason to be cautious going forward? I think they should be optimistic. What do you think? Well, Toto Wolf certainly, and he is the uh, principal of the Mercedes team, he has certainly been, has at least sounded a little bit more optimistic in some of the press availability. And uh, I was very excited to see Hamilton finish on the podium because I did bet that accordingly at plus 185. Great racing down the stretch. The, the crowd was going nuts, and you could really hear it on the television broadcast because uh, Ad Carlos had finally put a little bit of a gap. Carlos, by the way, was not only P1 in the race, but P1 on the pole. So sweeps the pole and the win for the race weekend at Silverstone. But I kind of thought Mercedes, they've been showing some improvements. Lewis Hamilton certainly had the personal motivation uh, based on what uh, uh, former world champion Nelson PK had said. So I thought this is a place for Lewis maybe to get right and get a good finish. Best finish of the season so far for Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. But uh you know, they have been showing some optimism, unfortunately, for George Russell, as you mentioned, that crash on lap one, which looked devastating. And, and thank God nobody was worse for wear and that everybody, you know, walks out of that unscathed. But uh, George Russell, of course, uh, top five finishes streak now ends first DNF of the season. So uh, let's get a comment here, actually, uh, regarding Lewis Hamilton and a little bit of potential resurgence here for the second half of the season. Perez squeeze past, they're going wheel to wheel towards Vale now. Who's going to be last on the brakes? Leclerc has that inside line. Perez goes off the track, cuts the chicane. Golf goes Leclerc, through goes Hamilton. Unbelievable stuff coming out of the final corner. Perez yeah, this is one of my favorite things I ever heard from a commentator. Through goes Hamilton. We've always seen Hamilton up front and we've never ever seen like, oh, Lewis Hamilton through goes. But... Sergio Perez taking Charles Leclerc wide and going through goes Hamilton to take P2. Oh my god, it was absolutely phenomenal to see this going through. Um, we did mention last episode that Mick Schumacher was under a lot of pressure from Haas to deliver some points. And he did! Schumacher yeah. finally getting points here in this in Silverton race. Oh, I'm so happy for Mick. Uh, his sister was out there throwing champagne at him. He's, he was partying like he was on the podium, like he won the race. That was phenomenal to see. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and we know Mick Schumacher, the son of the legendary great Michael Schumacher. So, look, when you have that last name, it's a little bit of a blessing and it's also a little bit of a curse because, you know, to try to live up to your father, obviously, he is with the Haas team, which is a mid toward back end of the back team. So it's not like he's in the best equipment. And, you know, what Enzo Ferrari, who is a pretty good authority on Formula One, once said, it's 60 percent car and it's 40 percent drivers. So the equipment is oftentimes going to dictate the results more than the driver. So I was also happy for Mick Schumacher and uh, also happy a little bit for Nicholas Latifi, the Canadian who has had a rough season and, you know, trying to hang on to that ride. He does qualify P10 despite not having that major upgrade package that you mentioned last week that his teammate Alex Albon had. And, and you mentioned earlier with Ferrari, you know, you're going to have usually the same team upgrades. And we always say rule number one in any form of racing and formula one is certainly no exception. Rule number one is to beat your teammates. So uh, Nicholas Latifi does uh, make it into Q2 at, at, at the Williams actually Q3 ends up qualifying 10th. So uh, at least a good result from that regard, Alex Albon, not so fortunate. He goes P14 and he was out in Q1. So let's get into the driver standings here and see what changes were made from last week. Max Verstappen still 181 points in and a decent result for Max, despite uh, all the things that they had go wrong. Uh, Max Verstappen uh, was able to drive through the field and uh, at least get a solid points result, ended up finishing seventh. He was actually battling Mick Schumacher for that seventh and eighth position, but the Red Bull was the better car. So Max Verstappen, 181 points. Minus $5 to win the Formula One World Championship on the driver's side. Sergio Perez, his teammate at 147. He's drifted out to 35 to 1. Charles Leclerc, 5 to 1, 138. He is in third. Carlos Sainz, fourth, 127 points. He was 80 to 1 last week, now at 28 to 1. George Russell, uh, not the best result for George Russell. Unfortunate victim of circumstances. 111 points. His price does not change. 40 to 1 as the same as he was last week. Lewis Hamilton, number 6, 93 points, 22 to 1. His odds cut in half. At least he gets on the podium. So maybe some improvements coming from Mercedes. I still think that they're a little bit too far back, even though we have over half the schedule remaining here in the 2022 season. But Mercedes currently well back of Red Bull and Ferrari. Red Bull minus five dollars to win the constructors. Ferrari at 265 at nine to two plus 450, and then Mercedes at 204. They are 12 to one, so they did get a little bit of odds cut. They were 16 to one last week. So second half of the season, I think you and I, Mikhail, might agree that we expect Mercedes to perform better, but this is a big gap to make up. So that gets you updated on the driver and constructor standing. So. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've done the British Grand Prix recap. Now we're going to go to the Red Bull Ring in Austria for the Austrian Grand Prix. Keep it here. Racing lines on Beeson, the Sport Betting Network. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. 
Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Racing Lines, VEASAN's Formula One betting show with the English racing expert, Mikhail Miranda. Here is Wes Reynolds. And we're back here on Racing Lines, Wes Reynolds and Mikhail Miranda previewing the Austrian Grand Prix. This is race number 11 of 22 in the 2022 Formula One World Championship. So we'll be halfway done through this long season and a very busy July, by the way, only one week off in the Formula One calendar. So uh, with this new uh, television deal and Formula One going to new markets led by the ownership of the series Liberty Media, you don't get the usual Formula One schedule that, that you've become accustomed to where you race a week, then a week in between, and you very rarely have back-to-back races. We've got two back-to-backs this month, this being the first. After Britain last week, we are in Austria, and then we'll have a week off, and then we have the French Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix to close out July. But first things first, we're going to Spielberg, Austria. We're going to the home race of Red Bull. It is at the Red Bull ring. So uh, they're also going to be doing the sprint format in a sprint race, I believe, on Saturday. That is not a points-paying race, but it is part of the schedule nonetheless. So uh, we come here to Austria, and uh Red Bull, look, home race, and they're one-two in the points. They lead the Constructors' Championship. Mikhail, kind of tell us a little bit about the Red Bull ring circuit Now it's laid out. So this is a very small circuit. It's also a very power-hungry circuit. Uh, it's the second-highest altitude uh, track there is, with Mexico being first. So uh, I'm looking at Red Bull to have a strong advantage here because we know Honda have had previous experience working with jet engines and uh, building all of that through and having efficiency in high altitude because, well, when you're with jet engines, you're at very high altitude and you need that efficiency to come through to saving fuel and everything. It's going to be a major thing, especially controlling the heat of these engines. We know that Rebel have been having some gearbox issues going forward right now, but I do believe that they can still gain an advantage over here because... Honda have the resources, which we do know that it's actually the Red Bull powertrain, as they say, but it's still the Honda uh, 
engines in the back of their car because it, Red Bull and Honda are still in that very weird phase of switching out their engines. So this track does seem to suit Red Bull a bit more. I'm very excited to see what Ferrari can bring to the table. But yes, as you said, the sprint race is back, which means this could be an opportunity for either Max to run away Charles or Perez to catch Max because you get eight points for finishing first in the sprint race and you get your 25 or 26 points if you get the fastest lap in the race so there's a lot going on with um this weekend so we do expect to see either a very take the baton run and gone clear or someone come up and take the fight to Max and may not just be Max Verstappen keeping his world championship again Although I'm very excited to see if Sergio Perez can take it from him, snatch it from him just a tiny bit. But again, that's just me being a little bit eager with the drama, with everything going on. So I'm very excited to see these 71 laps for this race. It's going to be very interesting to see what Red Bull bring to their home Grand Prix. Yeah, and uh, Max Verstappen, as you mentioned, he has won three of the last four on Red Bull's home track, uh, was the winner last year, Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes, was second on the podium, then Lando Norris with McLaren Mercedes got on the podium for third, a very nice finish for him last year. But, Mikhail, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Ferrari. Look, Charles Leclerc, in terms of uh, on qualifying day, has had the speed pretty much most of the season. Six of ten this year in terms of pole position. It was Carlos Sainz last week that took pole. So that's Ferrari taking seven of ten poles. Based on the fact that this track uh, a, a little bit different than maybe what we've seen, it's a small circuit, not a long, lot of long straightaways, do you think Ferrari still has the edge at least on qualifying day? I I don't know. I don't really know because, like, I know that they've been working on their reliability issues that Ferrari has been having. I know that Charles, in his last, or taking a new power unit two races ago, so he's got a bit more of a fresher power unit in the back of his car. Carlos Sainz, however, does not. I think he's going to be taking some new components coming into this weekend. But there is a lot in the air to see with Ferrari, and I just don't know if they have the one lap pace that they normally do with a track that's very high in altitude because. All, all the other tracks have been sort of very down low in altitude, so it's, everyone's been on the same level. But now that we're going higher, I don't think that Ferrari would keep that pace advantage. Only here for Austria and Mexico, I just don't think that Ferrari do have it. But you never know, they always pull some surprises out of the bag from anywhere. Yeah, and uh, and certainly uh, Ferrari number two and three on the board, respectively, in terms of the odds. These come to you from DraftKings. Charles Leclerc, a little bit less than five to two. That would be plus 250 to win the race. Carlos Sainz, eight to one. Of course, Max Verstappen, odds on favorite here at minus 110. And then if you look at the sprint odds, and that's the Saturday race that Mikhail talked about, Plus 125 on Max, plus 135 on Charles, 9-1 to one for Carlos Sainz. So, you know, plus money at least because I think maybe with Ferrari's speed in terms of the short speed, they certainly I don't think are as far behind maybe as they are in race pace in terms of the sprint. Uh, also to round out some of the odds, Sergio Perez 11-1, Lewis Hamilton 12-1, George Russell 18-1. Then you go all the way to the triple digits, Lando Norris, who did make the podium last year. For McLaren at 130 to 1. And then, of course, you can bet top three. That is podium finish. Little over minus $3 for Max and Charles. And, and that's pretty much likely to stay the same, at least in the next few races, you would think. You can also bet top six, 
top 10 and the like. And uh, Macau, when I was looking at this and saying, okay, are we going to maybe get some surprises here? I'm just not sure because of the fact that this is a small track and a quick track that it's tough to get away from the chalk here. So uh, I'm going to say Max Verstappen gets back on track and goes four or five here in Spielberg, Austria, minus 110. If he wins the poll, obviously you are laying a much bigger price come Saturday night, early Sunday morning before we get started and it's lights out and away we go and we get the Austrian Grand Prix started. So I'm going with Mad Max as my race winner at minus 110, but I am going to go against him in the sprint and I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc. I think Charles is due for something good to happen and for some really good fortune because he has not had it of late. They have had Rough calls in the strategy. He's finished off the podium actually in the last three races because if you include Azerbaijan where he was in early retirement, he actually had the pole position there. So Charles Leclerc has not been on the podium since the Miami Grand Prix where he won the pole and ended up finished second to Max. So I'm going to go Max for the win on Sunday and I'm going to go Charles Leclerc plus money for the sprint on Saturday. How about yourself? So I've been looking at all of this and I'm looking at Charles to actually win the sprint race as you said as well uh but for anything else i just have alex albon at plus 350 for uh points finish i don't know i don't see anything else anywhere because we know that daniel Ricciardo is a plus 105 but we know mclaren are not bringing any more upgrades to the car since they've been working on a lot of other things uh then we also have uh, pierre gasly yuki sonoda AlphaTauri has not been performing that well, especially after the crash that Yuki and Pierre had uh, last week in uh, in Silverstone. So um, I'm just uh, I don't see anything of value right here, and I do see Mick Schumacher plus 304 points finish, but we I don't think we're gonna have that many accidents coming into Austria. So there's a lot of things up in the air. I'm gonna wait till uh, after the sprint race to see what bets I'm gonna make because there's a lot to go on, a lot to talk about over here. So uh, I'm just going to wait till after qualifying or after the sprint race to see what I can take uh, for this race right here. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And look, I, I like the two winners uh, that I've selected. And of course, you're aboard with Charles Leclerc for the sprint race. But I want to see what these third and fourth and fifth teams do. Of course, Lando Norris has been running a little bit more consistently lately for McLaren. Did get on the pole and is really outrunning his teammate. Lando Norris currently seventh in the point standings. And Daniel Ricciardo, his disappointing season continues. He is way down there. 14th in points. So we'll see if there's going to be some changes in the McLaren lineup. There certainly are in IndyCar for McLaren and also in Formula E. We'll see if that happens in Formula One. But what we will do, we will wait for qualifying. We will add some plays in terms of the VSIN best bets guide, which you can get on the front page for subscribers at vsin.com. So we will be updating that periodically throughout the weekend as we approach the halfway point of the Formula One season, the Australia, the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. So uh, excited to get to halfway point and see if maybe we're going to eventually get a championship fight here in Formula One because it has been Red Bull staking their claims, certainly. So we're going to be off next week. And then we will be at the Circuit Paul Ricard for the French Grand Prix. That'll be the race on July 24th. And then going to the Hungaro ring at the Hungarian Grand Prix. So for Macau Miranda, Wes Reynolds here on Racing Lines. Keep it here on VSIN, the Sport Betting Network.
The following is a high five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.